0: Well, hello, Matthew Liberator. The Cardinals prospect delivers in a major way, plus a realignment of the top prospects in the system, with one player making a major jump into the top five. This is Locked On Cardinals. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Haffern and I'm a national radio sports anchor born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. You can find me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can also follow the uh, podcast itself at L.O. underscore Cardinals on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it these days. Uh, I want to thank those of you who make locks on Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on YouTube as well. Like, subscribe, and comment. That way you're interacting with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Well, now that was quite the pitching performance last night. Holy Matthew Liberator! What a way to stick it to your former team. One of the best pitching performances, if not the best pitching performance of the year, considering where it happened and who it was against. I mean, my goodness. Last night, you saw the talent that made this guy a number one draft pick, a top 20 draft pick. You saw the talent that made the Cardinals want to trade for him back in 2020. You saw the talent that, also kind of makes his career up to this point somewhat frustrating <laughs> because he hasn't quite moved up the minor league uh, ranks as fast as some people wanted him to. Patience not exactly in abundance for a fan base like the Cardinals right now that, you know, I've seen their team underwhelm and disappoint as bad as they have this season. So people who are being told to be patient, which is one of the biggest words that John Mosaylock uses all the time and we're all sick of hearing about it but when it comes to developing starting pitching or pitchers in general patience is kind of part of that but as I mentioned earlier this week there are still some uh some pretty good reasons why the Cardinals are a team that you should still be paying attention to and keep watching uh the rest of this season I know we've got certain fans out there who no matter what's going on, no matter how, how bad they are, they're always going to continue to watch. And I applaud you for that. I do. I, I, I love the fact that you were that dedicated and that, you know, live or die, you're going down with the ship if uh, if that's indeed what's going on with the Cardinals. But some people, they're burnt out. They're burnt out on the losing, on the controversy, on the excuses. They don't care anymore. They They tuned out probably back in July right before the trade deadline. I mean, I can go to look at my numbers that that happened with this podcast and leading up to the deadline, we're exploding. Everybody's excited. Now that that's happened, things are starting to tail off a little bit as the attention, you know, wanes, if you will, on what's going on with the Cardinals. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're watching this show, you're still in it, right? You're a Cardinal fan and, and this stuff excites you still as it excites me. And, I gave you some reasons why that this Cardinals team is still going to be interesting to watch moving forward. And one of the main things that I brought up was the young pitchers and what's going to go on specifically with Matthew Libertor, Dakota Hudson, although he's not that young and uh, Zach Thompson. What were these guys going to show us to help us kind of gauge how they can help this team in 2024? because that's where the focus is now. What's going to happen next year? Dakota, solid job on Wednesday, right? Looked good against the Rays. Wasn't phenomenal by any means, but his last two starts, very encouraging. Zach Thompson, fantastic on Sunday against the Rockies. Looked looked awesome. And then you have last night with Matthew Libertor just blowing all of those away. Eight shutout innings against one of the best offensive teams in baseball. Not to mention the team that drafted and traded him to St. Louis. Sure, there was added incentive to perform at a, a little bit of a higher level for for Libby last night. Of course, there was. You always want to show your ex that they made a mistake, right? How you're better off without them, and how they how they screwed up letting you get away, just like in real life. Like if you have a relationship with a uh, you know a certain somebody. And you guys break up, don't you? Kind of want to show them, like, hey, yeah, you might have messed up here, and that, that's part of what happened last night in this ball game. We call those the, uh, the 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 revenge games, and normally we say it as a joke for you know a veteran who leaves a team and then punishes his former team when they meet again. But last night it was a little bit different because Libertor had never played for the Rays. He was in the organization, never played for the Tampa Bay Rays. Heck, he never made it past a ball with them before he was dealt away. So it's not like he was going up against like when he looked over in that Rays dugout. He wasn't going, "Hey, those are my buddies." And I used to hang out. No, that's not what he was doing. But you know, he's heard all the back and forth. You know, like you know, he's heard everybody talking about how bad that trade has been for the Cardinals. He's seen the headlines and how good Randy Arosarena has been since he joined the Rays. And of course, he wanted to prove to the naysayers that this trade isn't quite as lopsided as people think. Now, there are those of uh, people out there who have already written off Matthew Libertor. They've already given up on him despite the fact that he's only 23 years old. They've said he's a bust. The trade will go down as one of the worst in Cardinals history because Randy Rosarena got away. And I've agreed with that to an extent because Randy has gone on to be a star, but I've also clapped back on people saying those kind of things. And I did it in yesterday's show because despite the success of Randy and Arena already, we still have not seen Matthew Libertor at the major leagues enough to know whether or not he's a bust. We can't say that yet. And then don't forget in that trade, you got to add in what's going on with team Kent's because that's who they got with the supplemental pick that they received from the Rays in that trade. Now, if a Rosarena continues to be who he is, and then Libertor and Hens turn into a pair of 15-game winners, is the trade really that bad anymore? Some people will say, yes, you're never going to get over it. Randy's a god, <laughs> and you let him get away, and you should burn for it, and that's fine. You can feel that way. It's okay. But my side of it is, is that we just don't know yet what we have in Matthew Libertor and Teen Kents. We know there's talent. We know that other people in Major League Baseball, scouts, MLB Pipeline, believe in the talent that Matthew Libertor and Teen Kents possess. They've had them both rated very, very high. So it's not like the Cardinals are the only ones who think that these guys are going to be good one day. And just like with the trades at the deadline last week, nobody can judge those trades fully yet. Because these are prospects, and they take time to develop. And they develop at different paces, specifically pitchers. They take longer. That's just the way it is. Now, some of these guys that they've traded for in this past week, Libertor, Hence, all of these guys, Mason Wynn, more than likely one or two of those guys won't amount to much. They, they, They just won't. Odds are against them that they'll become stars. Some of them could turn out to be solid MLB players. One might even turn into an all-star. We don't know. But the hardest part, at least what I think is the hardest part about all this, is that you gotta wait. You gotta wait. It's like Christmas morning. Like, you know, you're you're waiting for it all week long to get to Christmas morning. And it just seems like those nights take forever, right? Before you can before Santa finally shows up and you can open your presents. And that's what it's like waiting on prospects. You know, it, it's tough, especially in these on-demand, instantaneous world that uh, that we live in these days. So I saw this nugget from John Denton last night at MLB.com. Now, uh, prior to last night, left-handed starters facing the Rays at Tropicana Field this season were 0-8 with an 8.12 ERA. Just murdered them. That makes what Matthew Libertor did last night even that more impressive. He owned the Rays last night. Eight innings, two hits, walks none, strikes out seven. Like he and Andrew Kisner were brilliant together. They kept the pitches, like they just everybody was off balance. They were mixing things really, really well. Um, I got the rundown here. 32 four-seam fastballs, 21 sinkers, 18 curveballs, 16 change-ups, 14 sliders. He was hitting 96-97 with the fastball, something the team and Libby have been focused to working on. It's something we brought up yesterday about uh, the weightlifting and whatnot. Uh, Denton had this quote from in, uh in his article that he put out today. Every day, I'm trying to be the first one in the weight room, trying to work until I don't have time anymore, and I'm cramming down meals to fit in extra workouts. I want it, and I'm going to do everything in my power to make the most of this. It's a lot of prep work before we play catch with activation and mobility work. Then after we throw, there's a lot of strength stuff, a lot of arm care and core work. It's different stuff, but it's about me trying to make the most of every opportunity to get better. You love to hear that. You love to hear that because that's one of the things that guys who have been good their whole lives, they don't always put in that extra effort to get to that next level or to sustain whatever level they're already at. They've got the talent. They take it for granted. And then sometimes the laziness kicks in and they don't pan out. That does not appear to be the problem here with Matthew Liberatore. Uh Kisner has noticed a difference as well, telling Denton, I was catching his bullpen the other day, and I was like, man, he's throwing harder. And it's really getting on me a little bit. I I didn't think of it, you know, whatever. But I looked up a couple of times today to the radar gun and saw 96 and almost 97 and thought, okay, he's letting it rip today. Anytime you throw harder, your off speed is going to play up. And he's a big guy coming downhill. He looked amazing last night. He looked amazing. He looked in control. He looked focused. Everything you've ever wanted to see Matthew Libertor look like, you saw it last night in that game against the Rays. His next start is probably going to be uh, against Oakland next week, which is obviously a much weaker opponent. So hopefully the, the focus, the preparation, everything that went into Doing as well as he did against the Rays. Hopefully it continues going into a game against Oakland because, you know, there are some times where you play down to your opponents and you never like that. So hopefully Libby can keep things moving in a positive direction. Have the Cardinals and Laborator unlocked. Something that will lead to more outings like this moving forward. Well, you hope so. You hope so. But it sure was fun to witness last night. Uh, MLB Pipeline has done their re-ranking of the top prospects in baseball. And where does the Cardinals' top prospect, Mason Winland, among all of baseball? And one top 30 prospect, prospect has shot up, has shot up in the organizational rankings into the top five. Little hint, he has been on this show before. We'll get into it next on Locked on Cardinals. If you want to win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball, of course you do, uh, then the Sleeper app should be something that you guys take a look at if you haven't already. Sleeper is a fantasy sports and real money gaming app, and it's focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. It's about community. It's got the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022 alone while earning some of the highest levels of engagement per user in the industry. And they're now offering a chance for you to make more money, up to 100 times payout for up to eight-pick contests. You can choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on what your favorite baseball stats are. So home runs, strikeouts, hits, stolen bases, whatever you could think of, they've got it. Sleeper has more stat categories to place contests on than anybody else. Built-in group chat functionality where you can see and copy your group's pics with the tap of the button. If you're on YouTube, I'm going to throw up some of the uh, images of what the app looks like. So you can take it all in and be like, ooh, that looks good. I can get in on that. And you should. And you should. The sleeper app's great. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals. First time depositors receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks using promo code LOCKED ON. Swing for the fence with promo code LOCKED ON and sign up, and you'll get a deposit match up to $100. Check it out. Once again, sleeper.com slash promo slash locked on. You can see it on the bottom of the screen there. It's a cool lap. If you haven't tried it yet and you think you know your fantasy sports, that's the place to be. Check it out. Sleeper, available now. The Cardinals battle the Royals tonight and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter. Anytime you want your feedback, it is always welcome. It is always encouraged. Again, we don't always have to agree on everything. If you think uh, what I'm saying is bogus and you don't agree, you can say that. It's OK. You don't have to get personal. But you can say that, and we can have a discussion, which is what it's all about, a little community there on our YouTube page. Uh, Prospect rankings, I find them to be a lot of fun to go through, especially now that that I host this show, because I like to see how many of the guys that we've actually had on the Locked on Cardinals podcast, I like to see how they fare among the uh, eyes of the scouts who are out there. And just in the past year, we've had Gordon Grisefo, Mike Antico, Ian Bedell, Victor Scott II, all from the top 30 list on the show, and that's fun. It's a lot of fun to see these guys, and they're at different levels, too, because, like, you know, Gordon Grisepo was going into AAA. You had Antico, who was a A at the time. Bedell's down an A-ball. Victor started at A-ball this year. So it's good to see these guys at different levels of the organization, and I'm pleased to announce that all four of them do remain in the top 30 uh, of the list, but one of them in particular has shot up the list. As fast off the field as he is on the field. And that is outfielder Victor Scott II. Congratulations to Victor Scott II. Our guy is now, who who first started at number 25 on the list this year, first time he cracked the top 30, is now the number four prospect in the system, according to MLB Pipeline. Now, that is a crazy jump in stature in less than one season. Now, Victor has certainly earned the praise. He he deserves it. 22 years old, 2022, fifth-round pick out of West Virginia, absolute speed demon. The closest thing, at least for me, to what Vince Coleman was like back in the day when it comes to stealing bases. Guys, is a stolen base machine. At West Virginia in 2022, he stole 38 bags in 55 games. Then at Summer League, he had 11 and 20. Then Palm Beach, he had 13 and 31. You add those up, and I think my math is correct here. I used a calculator. 62 steals in 106 games in 2022. This year, he began at A-ball in Peoria for the Chiefs, hit 282, 44 runs scored, and 50 steals in 66 games. That is absurd. Think about that for just a second. 66 games, double that. Okay, we're talking a, a little bit over what 130 games there that would equal out to 100 steals. I mean, when was the last time you saw somebody steal 100 bases? Been a long time. Um, this year he gets promoted to double A Springfield after he does all of that with Peoria, and he hasn't slowed down one bit. 32 games, he's hitting a robust 338 with 26 runs scored and 24 stolen bases. So you add it all up, the combined year that Victor Scott second has so far, he's hitting 301, four bombs, 46 ribbies, 70 runs scored, and 74 stolen bases in 98 games. Oh, and by the way, he's only been thrown out nine times and only twice since he got promoted to Springfield. Unbelievable stuff, right? Unbelievable stuff. And, you know, you see the game changing. You know that Major League Baseball is trying to incorporate the stolen base a little bit more. They want things happening out on the field this year bigger bases, less throwovers, more stolen bases. Speed is becoming a bigger part of the game again. And Victor is someone who fits this new version of the league perfectly. You know, we've seen firsthand how a team that can run can improve themselves greatly, like the Cincinnati Reds. If you look up and down their lineup, first off, you see a lot of rookies in there, right? But you look up and down their lineup, and you're not like, that's not like a murderer's row of hitters. But they lead Major League Baseball in stolen bases with 130, and it's made a huge difference for their offense. The Rays, they're second in baseball. They also hit the ball over the wall a lot, but they're second in baseball in stolen bases as well. The Royals, who you're going to see over the next two days here, they're fourth in the league in steals. Yeah, their record doesn't reflect that it's helping all that much, but there's other aspects that you need. You can't just have stolen bases and expect to win everything, but speed can be a weapon when it's used appropriately. And I pointed out that uh, just the other night, Lars Newbar stealing third base, taking advantage of a pitcher, not paying attention. Steals third base, scores on a weak grounder from Arenado, creates offense, creating offense, And not relying on the home run all the time. That's just good baseball. And just like it was back in the 80s during uh, Whitey Herzog's Whitey Ball era, it works. It works when you have other things going on too. The great things about the Whitey Ball era, speed, pitching, defense. Didn't have to worry about hitting as many home runs because you had other things going on, creating chaos on the base paths for the other team. And when you can implement that into a team that's already hitting home runs, like how the Rays are doing it, you win more ball games. The Cardinals today don't run much; they have just 68 stolen bases on the year, ranks them 23rd in the league. If you add more speed, guys like Victor Scott, when you have a healthy uh, uh, Tyler O'Neill who's capable of stealing 20 bags a year, Tommy Edman 20 to 30 bags a year, that's going to help. Gonna, uh, it's going to balance your team out, and that's the kind of balance that most teams strive for, and it's one of the reasons why the Rays have been so good this year. The problem for them lately has been their pitching falling off because they keep getting hurt. But other than that, offensively, juggernaut, right? Unless Matthew Libertor is thrown against you, and then you have no chance. All right, we're going to talk more about the prospects' rankings next, including where Mason Wynn falls in all of this. We'll do that next on Lockdown on Cardinals. The Cardinals stop prospect. We'll get into that here in a second. Hold on. First, the Cardinals are on the road tonight. I got to remember to mention this. Cardinals are on the road tonight to face the Kansas City Royals. uh, Adam Wainwright. How are you going to forget Adam Wainwright? I almost forgot about mentioning this. He's on the Hill tonight going for win number 199. Can he get it tonight? We shall find out. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals stop prospect. Coming into the season, it was Jordan Walker, but then Mason Wynn because Walker made the opening day roster. So Wynn took over that top spot, and it it still is Mason Wynn. Uh, he's one of two Cardinals to crack the top 100 in the league. They only had two. Uh, Wynn comes in at number 32 overall, but this was a little wild. Only ranked 10th in shortstop. So that means there's a lot of shortstops that are up there on the list. Jackson Holiday. You know him, Matt Holliday son. He's the number one prospect and number one shortstop in the Baltimore Orioles organization. Uh, Team Kens comes in at number two for the Cardinals, and he is the only other Redbird to land in the top 100, coming in at number 45, and he's actually number six among right-handed pitchers. So that's that's saying something right there. At number three, and I got this list on YouTube. You guys can see it. Let's pull it up there. There you go. Uh, at number three for the Cardinals in this year is this year's first-round pick, Chase Davis, outfielder. Uh, number four, Victor Scott II, who we just talked about. Number five is pitcher Takoa Roby, who they got from the Rangers in that Jordan Montgomery trade. Number six is right-hander Gordon Grisefo, friend of the show. Number seven is former first-round pick Cooper Jerpy. Number eight, right-hander Sam Robertsa. Who they got from the Blue Jays for Jordan Hicks. Number nine, infielder Thomas Ujasey, part of that Rangers deal. And number 10 is switch-hitting A-ball catcher Leonardo Bernal. Uh, Other notables on the list inside the the entire top 30, you've got this year's third-round pick, outfielder Travis Honeyman at number 11. Kind of surprised that he was that high. Uh, Former first-round pick, right-hander Michael McGreevy at number 12. Infielder Cesar Prieto, who they got from the Orioles for Flaherty, is number 14. Our guy Ian Bedell at number 16, friend of the show. Uh, Let's see. Right-hander Adam Kloppenstein, also in the Hicks deal from Toronto and at number 17. Mr. Maybe triple crown winner, Lucan Baker, has crept up inside the top 20 now. He's at number 19. And then you've got Zach Showalter from the Flaherty deal also uh, in at number 20. So the one that's actually missing from this list, which surprised me a little bit, left-hander Drew Rom. Drew Rom uh, acquired in the Flaherty deal, the guy we talked about in yesterday's show, who just had a ten-strikeout night in his debut for Memphis. Not in the top thirty, which I thought was a little surprising. I didn't think he'd ever fall outside of the top thirty. I noticed that he had slid a little bit. Remember when the trade went down? He was a top twenty guy in the Orioles organization. Comes over here to the Cardinals, and I think he was like number 25-ish, somewhere in there. Uh, But outside of the top 30 altogether, so maybe that'll uh, light another fire inside him because, uh, gosh, he looked good the other night, didn't he? Final breakdown for you guys on the top 30 for the Cardinals. 14 pitchers, 7 outfielders, 5 infielders, 3 catchers, and 1 utility guy at number 30, a Noah Medlinger, and a partridge in a pear tree. So that's how it all breaks down. Uh, The Cardinals don't have one of the top 10 farm systems in the league. They didn't crack that list either, but they definitely have gotten better since the trade deadline uh, just a week ago. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the series against the Royals tonight and tomorrow. No game on Sunday. Weird? But you can catch the ones they are playing tonight and tomorrow uh, with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals, Adam Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright. Going for win number 199 tonight. Then you'll have Steven Matz on Saturday. I hope coming around Monday, I'll get to wear this beautiful shirt once again. Back to back wins. Feels nice. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I will see you next time on Locked On Cardinals.